Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, March 27th, 2020, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill is still seeing patients who have dental emergencies. If you've got a dental emergency, call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment. He's the best dentist I've ever seen. He's been my dentist the last 26 years. Great guy, great dentist. Check and check. Let's go. I want to talk about the Colts today. A lot of transactions Some of them kind of, you know, of high importance. Some of them not so much. But let's talk about them. Let's go over the offseason or at least the last month since free agency, that kind of window opened. Let's talk about what happened. Beginning with what happened yesterday, the Colts agreed to terms with Xavier Rhodes. One year, five million bucks, according to reports. He's a cornerback. He's played for the Minnesota Vikings for the last few years. He's uh, a Pro Bowl guy. In 2016 and 17, last year, he wasn't altogether too good. And and so what this is, this is like a low-risk, high-reward type thing. All the Colts have kind of put into place that $5 million bucks. That's all they've done is say, here's $5 million bucks. Come on in here. Let's see if you can play like you did in 16 and 17 rather than what you looked like in 19. Chris Ballard and his staff, they're very, very good at evaluating film and trying to figure out where guys are. This, again, like I said, it's high reward, almost no risk whatsoever. So why not bring in a guy like Xavier Rhodes, kick the tires, see how he works here, whether he's a little bit better, whether he gives you depth at corner that you wouldn't have had otherwise. They're in pretty good shape, really. The Colts are. They don't have depth. But you look at Kenny Moore the second. He's all right at the corner. Rocky Seen got better as the year went on. Really, at the end of the year, was playing good football. Marvell Tell, he showed some promise at cornerback. Quincy Wilson, not too good. We're going to get to Pierre Desir in a little bit because uh, the Colts waived Pierre Desir. And he was signed by the Jets. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I think this is, you know what? I like high upside, no downside. That's a good move for me. He may not be able to play dead. It may be like Antonio Cromartie. Remember back in the day, 
The Colts signed Cromartie, and he was a pain in the ass and couldn't play anymore. Colts went to London, and on the plane ride home, his behavior was so aberrant that when they got back, Chuck Pagano cut him. So it could be that kind of thing, although behaviorally, I don't think you get into the Antonio Cromartie-type weeds uh, with Xavier Rhodes. But we'll see. He's about to turn 30. We'll see if he's got anything left in the tank. Nothing wrong with that. Kick the tires. Uh, They signed Sheldon Day, defensive tackle, played the last couple of years with the San Francisco 49ers. Before that, he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was a fourth-round pick out of Notre Dame. He played high school football at Warren Central, so he's a local guy. Maybe that helps kind of elevate him a little bit, but really what he is, as you look at him now, and, and if you watched him play for the 49ers, he's a guy, right? He's a guy who adds a little bit of, a little bit of depth in the interior of the defensive line. And that's fine. You need guys like that. You need depth guys. And you need guys who push the roster up from the bottom. And that's what Sheldon Day is. Now he's also a local guy, and we like that too. All right, we like indie guys who grew up likely Colts fans playing for the Colts. It tends to give them maybe a maybe a five or ten percent bump in, in their level of commitment to the organization. All right, they released Brian Hoyer, backup quarterback. He's gone. He's been signed by the New England Patriots, and good for Bill Belichick. What we saw last year from Brian Hoyer, he could not play. He is not a guy who is going to allow you to be competitive. That wasn't going to happen with him kind of behind the wheel of the offense. And so he's gone, and that's not a bad thing for the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, they were in a pickle last year. They had to figure out because, um, you know, Kelly, uh, Chad Kelly, was going to be suspended the first two weeks, so you didn't have any backup quarterback after Andrew Luck retired and Jacoby Brissett ascended into that starting role. You didn't have a backup guy. It was either going to be Philip Walker or Chad Kelly. And like I said, Chad Kelly was going to be uh, suspended for the first two weeks. So they signed Hoyer and you can't blame him for signing Hoyer. Pierre Desir, they let go. That was a bit of a surprise, maybe a financial move. You, You look at what he brought to the party for the Colts, and then you look at a guy like Xavier Rhodes, and you say, you know what, why don't we just go get Xavier Rhodes, and maybe we can draft a guy and and see how he develops, or maybe we feel good about Marvell Tell, and we're just kind of looking for a fourth guy. Rhodes is going to be better at that than Pierre Desir. The thing that you miss with Pierre Desir is, man, this was a quality human being. Really, really good guy in the locker room for the Colts, but It's about what you do on the field, not necessarily off the field. Off the field is kind of a given with this team. They make sure that you're engaged off the field in being a decent human being within the community and the community where you came from, Pierre Desir, does a lot of really good things for the city of St. Louis, for example. Uh, Kind of a surprise because, again, the Colts, not a lot of depth at the quarterback spot. Pierre Desir could have provided some of that depth, but the cost, maybe it just was not in line with what Chris Ballard wants to invest in that position. They uh, made the deal. They traded the 13th overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers for defensive tackle DeForest Buckner. And then they signed him to an extension, making him the second best paid defensive tackle in football. The defensive tackle, the three technique, we've heard this time and time again from Chris Ballard. That makes this defense go. 
You've got to be able to collapse a pocket. And if you can't collapse a pocket, this just doesn't work right. DeForest Buckner is a beast who's going to cause the collapse of the pocket. He's going to come in here with a lot of good football ahead of him. So really, what this is about is, okay, you gave up 13, right? What were you going to be able to get at 13? At 13, you've got probably a 60% shot at hitting on a guy who's going to be a consistent starter for you throughout that first contract. With DeForest Buckner, you got a 100% shot of that happening as long as he stays healthy. And he has been nothing but healthy with the San Francisco 49ers. So you look at that, you know what you're getting. You're getting a known commodity. With the draft, at 13 especially, you're not entirely sure what you're getting. Good for the Colts. This, on paper, looks like an outstanding move, but it's one that we're going to evaluate. You know that, three years down the road. We're going to say, okay, what did, what did Buckner do? Versus who is taken at 13, 14th, or 15th? And that, that is the thing with general managers. And this is what happened to Ryan Grigson, right? It's not that Philip Dorsett was not a quality draft pick for the Colts. It's that Landon Collins, the safety, went just a few picks after him. Dorsett did not do much for the Colts. And Landon Collins becomes a Pro Bowl safety. So you get judged through that prism unfairly in a lot of cases. This is going to be judged through that prism for Chris Ballard. 13th overall pick, DeForest Buckner. What do you get more out of? That's the question. And then they sign him to that deal. $21 million a year is a lot of jack for a defensive tackle. Like I said, right behind Aaron Donald as the second highest paid defensive tackle in the National Football League. They released Marcus Hunt. Marcus Hunt, I don't know, he's a, g- a good guy. He's a professional. He played pretty well in 2018. He did not play terribly well in 2019. So, you know what? Were you going to be better this coming year because Marcus Hunt was a part of your team? Clearly, Chris Ballard and his staff didn't think so. So, adios to, uh, or auf Wiedersehen to Marcus Hunt. Just prior to that, they signed uh, Philip Rivers. One year, $25 million. This is kind of the offseason will be graded based upon this, this move and any corresponding move. In a vacuum, I don't know that it makes a hell of a lot of sense. But if they're going to send Jacoby Brissett out and get good return for Brissett and then have Rivers and somebody that they draft as a quarterback who can potentially be a franchise-level guy sitting behind Rivers for his first year. Do you know the last... I saw this on Get Up this morning on ESPN. Do you know the last quarterback selected in the top five of the NFL draft who didn't start a single game his rookie season? Phillip Rivers back in 2004. How about that? So Rivers coming in maybe will serve as a quality mentor for somebody younger. We'll see if Brissett stays around. If Brissett stays around, that is a lot of money you're investing in the quarterback position. Brissett is going to count $21 million against the cap, and you're going to have dead money associated with Brissett too, whether he's here or whether he's not here. So already you've you've invested a lot. Are you going to want to invest more by having Brissett here? What about the locker room, the guys who are kind of loyal to Brissett? Is it going to be d- distracting within the locker room to have Rivers now the uh, the lead dog 
at quarterback and Brissett back to his role as, as backup? Is that going to be distracting? I hope that it wouldn't be, but it could be, and it might prompt Chris Ballard just to clean this up and get in. What if, what if through three games the Colts are 0-3 or 1-2 and Rivers has thrown eight picks? At that point, what do you do? Do you then bench Rivers in favor of Brissett? You know, this is a mess, potentially, and it's got to be handled correctly. And this is where our trust in Chris Ballard is really, really meaningful, at least in alleviating our concern over this offseason. You know, and I remember after year three with Ryan Grigson, right, after 2014, a season that ended with the Colts in the AFC championship game after the first two seasons under Grigson go to the playoffs. And you thought, man, this dude, pretty good. I think he was the executive of the year one of those years. And then all the signings, Frank Gore, Andre Johnston, Gosford Cheryless, Donald Thomas, all these guys. And that draft in 2013, the draft in 2014, neither were very good. And all of a sudden, the kind of the bloom was off the rose. And over the next two years, we figured out that we didn't really like Ryan Grigson as the, the chief architect of that roster. After three years, we were pretty damn happy with him, though, right? It's been three years with Chris Ballard, and we're pretty damn happy with him. Things can change, and it's a move like this that can change those things. Signing Philip Rivers, although it's not a nut that you carry year to year to year to year, if this is a mistake, it's a manageable one-year mistake. But then you've got to go out and you've got to find your quarterback. Is he going to be the Philip Rivers who was really pretty damn good in 2018, or is he going to be the Philip Rivers that wasn't very good at all? In 2019, last year sacked what 34 times or whatever through 20 picks. You can't throw 20 picks and and go to a Super Bowl. You just can't. And speaking of that, Philip Rivers has never gone to a Super Bowl, and he led the Chargers to the playoffs once in the last six years. Was that a Philip Rivers problem, or was that a Chargers problem? We don't know. We're gonna find out because he's gonna have a quality offensive line if everybody stays healthy. They got to find some weapons for him because T.Y. Hilton, the wheels are getting a little bit creaky at his age. This will be, what, his ninth season in the NFL. You've got Jack Doyle as your, your kind of chief weapon at tight end. Your backup wide receiver right now, or your number two, not a backup, but a two, is Zach Pascal. So you got to find weapons to surround Phillip Rivers. You've got the offensive line, you've got Marlon Mack. That's a good thing. You've got Naheem Hines. This is an offense that should be ready to go under a reasonably talented quarterback. There's no doubting that Phillip Rivers back in, uh, what, 08 and 09, right? When he sent the Colts home during the playoffs, that was, pretty good. that was a pretty good quarterback. But is he going to be able to play at the age of 38 and 39 this coming season? This kind of a move, that's what's going to define Chris Ballard in our minds moving forward as the architect for this franchise. Anthony Costanzo, this is a no-brainer, signed a two-year extension. Terrific. Great. I love Anthony Costanzo. Really good dude. North suburbs of Chicago. His parents owned a restaurant. He has been a quality citizen and a quality left tackle for the Indianapolis Colts since he was drafted by the great Bill Polian. So uh, Costanzo around for another two years. That offensive line returning intact 
is is key. They could maybe upgrade at one of those spots at right guard. Maybe you can upgrade a little bit, but I think that they like having all those guys together. And so you've got Quentin Nelson and you've got Ryan Kelly and and you've also got Braden Smith who are really pretty good. Braden Smith has been a terrific surprise to many at right tackle. To me, he looked like a right tackle. Like I remember his rookie year going out to camp saying he's a right tackle and asking Chris Ballard, where are you, you going to put him? You're going to put him at guard. Look at him. He's a tackle. What are you talking about? And eventually, that's what they did. Sometimes we get lucky and we show that we know stuff. Anyway, that's kind of the breakdown of the offseason for your Indianapolis Colts. Does that mean that they're going to the playoffs? Does that mean that 7-9 and nine is going to become 10-6? and six? The AFC South in a bit of shambles. You know, the Jaguars don't project as being terribly competent. The Texans without DeAndre Hopkins. Is that going to be addition by subtraction? I don't think so. That's a talented dude. That's a wide receiver that raises hell, right? Not, not a whole lot of hell against Colts, but it seemed like against everybody else, he was pretty damn good. Um, this is a situation that the Colts can kind of go and, and, and really kind of grab by the throat and drive into the postseason if DeForest Buckner winds up being the guy that the Colts believe they signed. This, this defense is about to get really good. They can get really good. They could use another pass rush guy. They could use another cornerback. I think they're set at safety. I love their linebackers. I think we're okay on the defensive side of the ball. Off the offense, like I said, you need weapons. So there you go. The Indianapolis Colts in 2020, who knows at this point. We haven't even gone through the draft, which will be held as scheduled April 23rd through the 25th. I kind of like the idea of having a round per night, but the NFL has decided to do it the way they do it in the absence of all else, and that's what we got is an absence of all else. You know what? I would love to watch the seventh round for an entire night and have Mel and the guys kind of break it all down. That'd be okay by me because we don't have anything else to watch. Russian table tennis. What is that? Honest to God, when Australian rules football went away, uh, all hope was lost for a non-productive end of the month of March. And as we move forward into April, I got, I got to watch something. I, and I guess if we got to watch something, Russian table tennis will do. Uh, anyway, Breakfast with Kent, Monday morning, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, and then 8.15 on Periscope, which is also, you watch that on Twitter, obviously. And uh, I'm reading a chapter a day of Oops, both on uh, Facebook and on Periscope, so Twitter also. And uh, just a chapter a day, and it's something to kind of keep me busy. And uh, I like reading. I enjoyed writing it. You might enjoy listening to it. So there it is. And if you want the whole thing right there, you can go to uh, uh, Amazon.com, buy the audio book, buy the ebook, buy the hardcover book. I suggest, frankly, you buy all three. We'll talk to you Monday morning. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.